The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. The opinions expressed in the Rough House podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet-purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast, courtesy of the Realm Network, here at the Rough House, where black people and white people watch wrestling. And Hispanic people, too. And all people. Uh, hey guys. Hi. Hey. How, how we doing? Great. <laughs> <laughs> Los I, I, Genocido I, I, Nano. Yeah, that's my, uh, that's my Lucha Underground name. Yeah? <laughs> means, uh, means, means Midget Genocide. <laughs> midget, okay. I, I figured out what gen- Genocido, Genocidio meant. The, uh, yeah. the, 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 I couldn't figure and out. And I will genocide. have to say, that was not the first subgenre of human that I picked. Oh, I'm, I'm sure Considering certain organizations I work with, I backed off of my original one. I'm like, man, we don't do a lot of fucking work with dwarves. So... <laughs> We'll stick with that instead. I basically just want to join up in the temple as a guy that comes in and mm-hmm. uh, just fucking murders all of the minis. Uh, that's okay. it. Brian Cage style guy. Get on some of that yeah. super soldier serum. Throw me in the ring. And uh-huh. I'm just put me on that venom. And I just start fucking yeah. snapping necks. I want okay. I want three of them to stack themselves on top of each other under like a very large raincoat, <laughs> like they're trying to sneak into the films. Doesn't matter. Uh-huh. It's reaching out, fucking cracking little mini necks. Which, uh, fun fact, this show not just about wrestling, but it's also educational. Midget bones are made out of the same stuff as Japanese pocky sticks. Oh, yeah, delicious. The same candy. So good to know. They're like hug, they're like uh, sentient pinatas. Yes, little. <laughs> Oh man, this Fucking is why we freaks. we got to set up the Rough House as a nonprofit. All all this yeah. education that we're giving yes. people, yeah, yes, we're just we're just fucking pouring forth the education, guys. Just we're dropping giving, dropping knowledge, dropping knowledge like we're dropping fucking loads. <laughs> Let's take a quick look at the Patreon. Thank you to all no, fifty-two you don't do members. You don't all fifty-two that. members. Last time yeah, it was yeah. like forty-eight. Hey, we're back up to fifty-two. We Are have we? more patrons, but, but less, less money. Yeah. There's so, been some uh, decreased donations. Gotcha. Um, hey, you know, I get it. Times are times are tough for everybody. Uh, we appreciate anything that you are, are able to uh, to throw our read my way for the Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, hey, there's, there's, there's good content up there um, and more to come. Uh, you know, plus infinity. We're we're not stopping anytime soon. So no. uh, yeah, Patreon.com/slash/the Roughhouse Podcast if you like, my friends. 
Me amigos. Uh, when we last spoke, you were leaving for the temple? Yeah. Gotcha. I have I have left, I have gone, I have uh I have experienced and I've returned. So uh yeah, the pilgrimage Spoil to the temple two point oh no, no. <laughs> Spoil all of it. No Then how can we talk about it? Spoil everything. No, I can't talk about what exactly I yeah. saw. What I can talk about is the experiences that uh that, that did happen to me. Did you um, see old- he he can neither confirm nor deny that. See, Chris had to sign an NDA. Oh, did he? Oh, well, I just yeah. read shit on the internet, so fucking... So, uh, yeah, Chris can't say shit, but I went to the web. You know, that's the one with email. And uh, there's, there's a billion pictures of him out there. Okay. Around. Let's we're, let let's not get into spoilers for season four because I appreciate my relationship with Lucha Underground and I don't want it to be uh, yeah, hindered at they all. Considering flew you out there and all and put you up, what relationship do we have with Look, Lucha? They uh, <laughs> they they treated me like a king while I was out there. Uh, you know, I had VIP status all three days in the their little VIP room with uh, with food and beverages. I got access to interviews. Um, I got nine interviews. Uh, can't post them yet uh, as the season approaches. I'll be able to post them, um, but I can tell you who I spoke with. I spoke to uh, senior official Marty Elias, who was really great, and he came from a WWE background. He was the referee for um, Taker Michaels 2, the one in Houston. Um, so he mm. we talk about that a little bit as well. Um, Talked to Matt Stryker, another WWE alum and uh, half of the announced team for Lucha Underground. Spoke with the lovely Taya who was really great, such a sweetheart, total peach, uh, talked to Cage, the aforementioned Cage, who uh, is not just a man, but a machine. Spoke to Famous B, spoke to Cobra Moon, spoke to Dante Fox. Uh, who else did I talk to? Um, Sammy Guevara, who is a, um, a, a newer addition to the cast. Um, hopefully that's not too much of a spoiler. He was there and I spoke to him. Uh, I feel like I'm missing somebody. I don't know how many that was. I spoke to nine people. That was close to that, if not that. So, yeah, I had some, uh, had some great interviews um, that will be posted again soon. Um, but, man, it was... Uh, the new temple has a uh, it has a similar yet different feel. It's kind of set up without giving uh, really anything away. It's, it's set up in a, in a similar sort of setup as the old temple with some uh, some updates uh, or some new sort of things happening there. Um, th- I had prime seating all three days for the taping. Saw six, maybe seven shows taped, depending on how they split things up. Saw some uh, some crazy gimmick matches. Saw some just just bonkers as you would expect from Lucha Underground stuff out there. Um, very much looking forward to what's going to happen uh, this weekend. So there, there was four weekends. I went on the third weekend. So it was a little tough for me coming in on Friday night, figuring out what the fuck was going on because stuff has changed. Okay, you sort of showed up in the middle of everything. Yeah, I, I showed up to um, you know the the last uh, half of the season, so um, not really sure what was going on. But I kind of picked up uh, on what was happening with with what happened in the ring and around the ring. So um, 
you know, maybe some alliances changed. Uh, maybe you know there are other new people that have yet to be mentioned that uh, that were there. Uh, can I was... show you a photo of someone and you can just yay or nay, and I won't say who it is. But this, okay. there's some wacky fucking rumors out there of some people showing up okay. from other companies, still okay. with other companies, released from other companies. This was the one that had me like, what the fuck? I was reading some Reddit thread. Uh, let me pull okay. my Skype up here so I can see. Yeah. I heard a rumor that this motherfucker was seen around the what? temple. What? Yes. Uh, not on the days I was okay, there. Not, not this on the past days weekend. that you were there? Because Maybe not he was only... There visiting folks or something, but Kat said that they saw him all over the place. But in not this past weekend. In, not in the... Um, uh, no, this was, might have been before you even left. Okay, all right, yeah, because um, you know they've they, they've set up there. They've been taping. They've done the shows on the weekends, but they've been, been taping vignettes and stuff like that during the week. Most of the cast has been basically just set up in L.A. doing um, doing Lucha for the past month, and this is the last weekend coming up. I believe they're filming Ultima Lucha Quattro on Friday and Saturday of this week, and then as far as I know, that's it. Um, but yeah, I did not see that person, and I was backstage a lot uh, for those three days and that's uh, not person that's not a person that is easily missed um, in a crowd so I would right, think I, yeah, I, I that person seen stands out okay let me, yeah. I'm going to show yeah, you yeah, that would have been today. a unique one that would have been extremely extremely unique God. you're going to show me a picture of your dick God, no there's no 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 dick pics <laughs> no dick pics hold on let me show this one here again not a dick pic not a dick pic uh, no. that is <laughs> <laughs> can neither well, confirm there. can neither confirm nor deny uh, the appearance of she that wasn't right there, there. God can neither confirm nor deny <laughs> what the fuck man I thought we had something going on here so you mean to tell me that the first guy was there and the girl with cerebral palsy from Facts of Life was not there. <laughs> Jesus, Justin, what the hell, man? man I, hey, Lucha uh, wants to fucking go all uh, all in, man. Uh, get get as strange as you say you are. Talk shit or get hit, man. You bring in the fucking chick with cerebral palsy from Facts of Life. Throw her under a mask and have her use an accent. <laughs> you want my fucking dollar? Bring in Jerry Hollywell or Jewel. Uh, Hollywell was from J the Spice Jerry Girl. Hollywell was a Spice Girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah she was. Jewel. Hey, I've had a lot of trouble telling the two apart. So <laughs> bring them in. Bring also, them in. Uh, also, also got a VIP tour of uh, the the new facility by uh, executive producer Eric Van Wagnen, who uh, remembered me. I I, I walked up, uh, I walked by him in the VIP, and he looked at me and said, "Podcast guy." I'm like, "Hey, podcast, he remembers me. He doesn't remember my name, but I'll take podcast guy. I'll take um, that." Yeah, yeah, so that was that was cool, and he said he he said he listened to the show every now and then too. So right, well, if you're listening, Eric, much beginning. appreciated. Um, uh, but he gave us he gave uh gave us a, like a VIP personalized tour, showed us some of the uh, some of the sets um, that were being used for this season. Some of which look absolutely bonkers in the best way possible. Uh, took us uh, back to the the workout area. Some of the just built-in things in this warehouse that were perfect uh, for a Lucha Underground setting. Took us back to the control room, which is pretty cool coming from a uh, broadcast background. So that was cool seeing that. Uh, it was it was it was it was a great time. They were very nice, very accommodating. Um, bunch of free Modellos because that's a sponsor this year. Um, so had some brews, had some talks, met some cool people. Dude from um, Marco from Germany. Met this dude flew in from Germany. 
uh, as a guest of either Matt Cross or Cage. One of the two he was a guest of. And one of the nicest guys I ever met. He is like fully tatted up. And he helps run a uh, hardcore and uh, and punk rock club in Germany in Bavaria. So one of the one of the nicest guys, and of course met up with uh, with our lucha correspondent Gabriel out there as well. Uh, met a couple other cool people too. So it was it was a really fun experience going back out there. Thank you to everybody who helped uh, helped me get out there with the GoFundMe. It is greatly appreciated because uh, you know those In and Out burgers don't pay for themselves. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, all jokes aside, it was it was, it was a blast, and uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing how everything comes together this season because um, it there are things that are different, and it is going to be a little different feel. Specifically, but I think, the new temple. It's it takes yeah. it's in a place called the Ice House, I believe. That's been released. Right. That's been, yeah. That's the thing. So yeah, it, it takes it place. A, uh, it where where is it compared to where the old one was? It is maybe only ten miles under ten miles away. But okay. it's and you were you lived in LA for a little mm-hmm. bit, um, yeah. so it was in the industrial district right by Skid Row. So we had a oh, shit, shit ton of homeless oh, wow. people uh, a couple blocks away. The homeless situation in LA. You think the little shanty town at the bottom of eighty three oh, is bad, dude? I've driven dude. through and walked a yeah. block of Skid Row before, and it is a sketchy fucking area. Yeah, it really was. I was like, oh well, we're locking the doors on the uh, on the Yaris here <laughs> as, as I drove <laughs> by. <laughs> <laughs> but uh shit. but yeah you were yeah gnarly yeah and the uh um, battle royal bitches yes exactly yeah. they they would have uh you know chair shots to the head no doubt <laughs> Car- shopping carts to the head please kill shit. me yeah exactly there was i mean a lot more people they were more people homeless around the temple than we could cram into the temple for the taping and the temple is not tiny so a uh, shit ton of homeless uh, but yeah it was it was a big uh used to make and store ice so it was huge ceilings in this warehouse um and it was set up really well um you know they had they had bleachers they had the the fans on the floor and they had um you know seats up in the corners and they had a, a catwalk um they had a band uh, as well as they usually do the band was fun uh kind of you know kept the pace going and stuff like that so it's 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 funny because after being to so many wrestling shows this is so much more of a tv show shoot than it is a wrestling show shoot because there's you know time in between matches they got to reset everything and stuff like that so it's a different experience and you know to be completely frank it's a little hard to keep the energy up sometimes when um you know the first episode ended with something bonkers and then there's you know a 15 minute intermission and then you go back in for the second show and you're like all right let's you know try to get the energy back up sort of thing um as opposed to like a normal wrestling show where you would go and there would be you know eight to ten matches bam 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 with the promo or right. two in the middle um so different different kind of a uh, a taping schedule but it's it it is you know it's a tv show <laughs> with based around yeah. wrestling it's not a wrestling show but uh, the action was good saw some just just crazy crazy stuff as you could expect um familiar faces new faces um crazy gimmick matches just 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 a blast to go out there. So that's that's me gushing about Lucha for 15 minutes. Thank you for listening. Uh, just a, a quick question. For a show yeah. that is as heavily pre-produced as that one is, you know, with the, the insane cinematic vignettes and, yeah. and that sort of thing. And I know you said you were coming in three quarters into the season or at least presumably mm-hmm. three quarters into the season. Is there yeah. any level of effort? 
to show the live audience anything that like unfinished versions of vignettes or anything like that to help no. sort of provide the connective tissue or is it just match after match after match and it's hope you just, figure it's it just out match after match hope you figure it out because there, there aren't even any monitors or screens or anything and because okay you know, like i said it, it's a tv shoot they don't play entrance themes live those are added in post um, okay so you know Melissa will announce somebody and the lights will be flickering to give the effect that, you know, it's, it's whatever and people either cheer or boo accordingly. And then they just kind of, you know, walk down in silence aside from the the cheers and the boos. It's 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 different. Um, but yeah, like, you know, some, you know, possibly somebody who has changed from a face to a heel or a heel to a face when they came out. I didn't know whether to cheer or boo for him uh, mm-hmm. until you know this person did what they did, and, and then you know the the uh, intentions were made clear. So, it, especially the first day was a lot of feeling out. By the end of the first day, going into uh, Saturday and Sunday, kind of had an idea of stuff that was going on. So, kind of the storylines progressed, and I have a pretty good idea of what's going to happen on Ultima Lucha, and uh, the matches sound like they're going to be hella good. So, I'm I'm all in on it. Obviously, shocker. Very, very yeah, cool. I'm looking uh, now that they seem like they're going to be developing a relationship with Impact. It's looking yes. like they're doing stuff where there's a couple of guys crossing over from one side of the next. Desmond, Xavier, Andrew, Everett, DJZ. Well, there's there's just all these these different like flyers and images out there. Right. Drago, Cuerno, and Aerostar all joining this same um, uh, yeah. tweet from Dorian Joaquin Roland Peña. Yeah, I don't know who the fuck he's, he is. Triple A, the guy who runs Triple A. Yeah. Oh, is that him? Oh, yeah. Okay. So he's the guy that hires all the fucking midgets with like six 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 written on their head. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I'll tell you that. what. Yeah. Those Mexican wrestling organizations love a Satan worshiping midget. That is their yeah. favorite fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, Chessman, Damian six six six. Not a yeah. one of them over fucking five foot four. <laughs> <laughs> not a one. Petite people. So yeah. Oh yeah. Look at him. This um, is. But yeah, so what they're doing is they're doing Lucha Underground versus Impact. Uh, the WrestleMania mm-hmm. weekend is going up. I think it's the Friday night going up against the Hall of Fame um, in New Orleans. So they're having, you know, team the Aerostar. I think it's Aerostar, Drago, and Cuerno against DJZ, Desmond, and whoever the other guy was. Um, so that'll be, you know, a high-flying six-man tag. And then they announced today it would be Jeremiah Crane, although they're still promoting him as Sammy Callahan, which in Impact, yeah. which he, where he has been, uh, he has been Sammy Callahan, but in Lucha, he's Jeremiah Crane yeah. uh, against Eddie Edwards as the, what is it, I Quit? match or something like that yeah yeah yeah. all building off the baseball bat shot on impact last two weeks or something like that yeah which was taped like two months ago or whatever so yeah that's the second match announced um and they announced uh, a whole bunch of other acts or acts performers who will be there i think uh the lucha bros will be there pentagon and phoenix and um cage i i uh, I guess I could talk about this. I talked to Cage about it, and he said he didn't even know which side he was going to be fighting for, Lucha <laughs> or, or Impact. So that was a funny little tidbit to tease uh, to tease that coming up. Yeah, I think that show's actually going to be streaming on Twitch as a Correct. part of uh, yep. Twitch's yeah. deal with Impact, which makes me wonder. I mean, I know a few different wrestling companies have been trying Twitch as a streaming platform. I wonder how that that is, A, working out so far, and B, especially over WrestleMania weekend, like that could be a very well-watched uh, show over that weekend. Yeah. You know, I plan have, on trying to watch it, yeah. 
it, it's not like it's going to cost you $9.99 or $20 or whatever you typically have to pay to stream indie wrestling. You can just jump on Twitch and watch it. So uh, yeah. hopefully that'll get some eyes on Impact and on Lucha Underground, even if we're not quite sure who's Impact and who's Lucha Underground yeah. on those shows. Well, it, it was one of the two big Mexican organizations, either CMLL or AAA, that just did a show this weekend. Yeah. And I think they had like 17,000 people tune in on Twitch. That's um, crazy. Yeah, which which is which is pretty astounding. Uh, it's a shame they can't monetize that uh, <laughs> to help them out a little bit. But uh, but yeah, so I'm I'm hoping that the stream goes well and it's not uh, plagued with technical issues um, on that Friday night. Um, and I'm looking forward to to obviously checking that out. Is Justin's Impact thing still a uh, uh, a streaming service? They had the the Global Wrestling Network oh, multi-platform right. digital service. Is that? St- does that thing still exist, or it did does. it go the way of the, the Jeff Hardy workout video? Uh, it, it, it still does exist. I don't know if they uh, if they fixed any of their security issues. Someone found out that was oh, really right. easy was, to uh Oh, yeah, it was like a fucking GeoCity site Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. like, it was... It was uh, yeah, and the, the password was like Bengala123. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I know it's still a thing. They're still promoting it for some ungodly reason. I guess some people have signed up for it. Uh, but, you know, uh, I, I think the idea behind Twitch is to, to provide this sort of gateway drug to Impact Wrestling. I don't really know that modern-day Impact in any way, shape, or form is like the, the TNA or Impact you'd see on that streaming service. But, mm-hmm. you know, if it gets them some check, and it makes it so that they can still run Impact, which by all means, I haven't watched it myself, but everything I hear is the past two months or so have actually been decent watches. They're trying. They're yeah. trying. Uh, you know, it, it'd be nice to see that place stay as, you know, an alternative uh, a place for guys to get exposure, guys to get money, and, and, you know, hopefully good wrestling comes out of it. Oh, yeah, no, more places for a guy to work, more places for a, a, a cat to thrive if any of the other... Uh, organizations boot them out and getting back to the uh, Jeff Hardy Charismatic Enigma Evolve Workout App announcement May 15th, 2013 uh, Jeff alongside I don't know who this big titted zilch is with her gigantic fucking Eric Stoltz fa- face mask meat and some pendant she's wearing that looks like a goddamn video game power up uh, he is as fucked up in this video as he was recently when he got a goddamn DUI. He, uh. is, he looks like shit in the announcement for the Always Evolve Workout <laughs> app in 2013. <laughs> this is the thing trying to get people... No one, by the way, this is this is just such an impact thing. Of all the people in that company, no one ever looked at Jeff Hardy like, God, if I could just get that... That right. dumb southern bumpkin fucking body of his. Like, does this <laughs> does this uh, workout come with a bunch of colored sharpies so I can draw strange country swamp oh tentacles all over my arm? <laughs> or are we gonna we're gonna do a couple of push-ups before blacking out from last night's gin bender? He is fucked up in this video with these stupid gauges, and uh, yeah. I guess it has gone the way of the dodo. But yeah, Jeff Hardy, uh, rough uh, weekend. Had himself a couple of drinks. Had himself yeah, a couple of drinks. Two yeah. five, I think he blew in the breathalyzer, yep. which is three God, times the legal damn. limit. Uh, so that's not great. You see pictures uh, of the car? Yeah, yeah. That's that was a caddy got uh, got fucked up pretty bad up in the right yeah, front there when he ran into that guardrail. Not good, ramp. brother. Not good at all. So Rebby's already come out and been like. You know he's she's getting up in his ass. Uh, we we don't need him. He Matt Matt has worked so hard to get back here. We're not gonna. Long story yeah. short, let this fucking idiot screw it up. 
and they're editing out his portions of the the ultimate deletion video, right. which is going to air on a Raw. Yeah, yes. I think it's this week, this coming week. Yep, this this coming Monday. I'm, I'm actually excited for it. Uh, maybe I'm getting myself excited for no reason, but you I just hundred fucking percent are. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I I feel like I feel like they may write the ship. Uh, I don't know how integral a part Jeff played in it. And uh, if he's going to be edited out, then that, uh, you know, could alter the whole thing. Um, but, you know, they, they put a little teaser video out on Monday where they kind of introduced the WWE universe at large to, you know, Rebecca and King Maxwell and uh, Singer Benjamin and Vanguard One. Um, all kept their, uh, you know, original names and everything. So it seems like, uh, yeah, with, and with Barash being there too, it seems like, it's, it, seems like it could work. I, I want it to work. I want it to work. I do. I don't know if it will. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see you on Monday. But nothing I want about it, to. it so far is giving us any indication <laughs> that it will it will work at all. I mean, there hasn't uh, maybe, been. Maybe anything. this is what they needed. Maybe I, I, I said one of the last episodes that I did that they need to they need to go all in with this. And yeah. but one of the issues is that <clears throat> the original uh, Broken Universe film vignettes were all done by Matt. And it was all done yeah. on site with like handicam yeah. shit and some minimal TNA assistance. Sure. Um, which created kind of like a grindhouse feel to the thing. The edits were shoddy. The lighting was garbage. They had handfuls of roadside fireworks. Yeah. Goofiness all the way. Yeah. I don't think it's like when they take an indie film and they sell it to a large studio and they go back and redo it, and it sort of loses that charm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to wonder if it's gonna lose the charm of what it did. Or who knows? It could be over the goddamn top and be ridiculous. But they just haven't done the world building this time the way that they did with it the first time around. So, uh, obviously, we've seen the other deletion stuff and the Great War and all that. There, you got to remember, there's a, a huge portion of the audience that is like, why is he fucking talking like that? What the shit is with that curtain he's wearing? And how is a drone going to be able to get tagged in? None of this makes any sense. Yeah. And it didn't make any sense when they tried to explain it. Right. And now they're just doing it. Like, why is there a fucking old Spanish man? Why is there a child that, what the shit is, why is it the worst lawn I've ever seen? Yeah. It's, they, they've done no world building. He just one day decided to be, uh, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm woken now, I'm broken, now we're doing this ultimate deletion thing. I want to see, because this is going to be the WWE's full all-in version of it. Which we haven't gotten yet. You did get a little teaser shot of the compound and everything like that, like you were saying. But um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit back and, and reserve judgment until it happens. Where do they air it? Do they do it right off the bat? Do they do it as a three hour hour three uh, thing? Maybe yeah, hour three to try know. to keep people tuned in because that's been the the weakest hour except from this past week for whatever reason. Uh, historically, third hour has been the lowest rated. Uh, I do it in the second. Uh, if, if it's me, but maybe maybe hour three. Uh, yeah, maybe a little tease. Pull it all the way through to the end. You want to see how goddamn ridiculous this is. You're going to want to stick around. I, I have a weird feeling that just to keep the live crowd engaged, because I don't know what city they're supposed to be in Monday night uh, for Raw, but, you know, to take an entire hour chunk and go, congratulations, it's on the Titantron. Like, that could be, you know, 
Raw 25 level of audience revolting. I almost feel like it could be a scenario like when they did, you know, the the Brian Pillman house stuff or uh, more recently, like Randy Orton's house where Triple H showed up. It might be something where we see segments from it throughout the night, if only just not to completely kill the live crowd. Uh, It is kind of weird, though, to think that they may actually just take an entire chunk of Raw and go, all right, here it is. Finally, you wanted this. Here's Broken Matt at his most broken. Good luck. uh, to, you know, it, it's different than Raw 25 because you're not watching just somebody talk in a ring at another place. Fair, you're watching fair. this production of just ridiculousness. And there's going to be a lot of people in that arena on Monday looking around at each other like, what the fuck is what happening? What the fuck are we watching right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I kind of want cameras on the crowd while it's happening to get some reaction shots. I think, uh, Kevin Dunn, if you're listening, and I know you do, uh, definitely, <laughs> definitely want to get some cameras on the crowd there. But yeah, anxiously curious to see what, what Monday brings. I mean, we're full on road to WrestleMania now. No more pay-per-views. Um, and... and the matches uh, are pretty much looking like they're mostly set in stone. The cards come together, if not, you know, if not completely close to at this point. Yeah, we're looking right here as it stands right now. Uh, you do have Owen Zane, women's battle royal, men's battle royal. Uh, you got obviously the the mixed tag with Rousey and Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, and uh, Charlotte, Oscar, Rude Orton, Miz versus Seth versus Finn, three way mm-hmm. for the IC title. Styles mm-hmm. and Nakamura, Roman versus Brock. And the one that I thought was very interesting, yes, and I don't hate it, is Braun versus the Bar. I love and it. And Braun, I would love for Braun's left arm and right arm to be the <laughs> tag team champions. Braun is the tag team champions. I think that would be so goddamn fun. I'm I saw in. that battle royal. I laughed. I loved it. Braun can do no wrong. And it does keep him out of this rumored non-wrestling segment that was floating around. It keeps him out of something with Elias, which is while I like Elias, it's just been nothing but him beating the shit out of him with everything that he could find at a guitar center. (laughs) I feel like (laughs) Braun versus The Bar, that has has absolute, uh, uh, I, I say train wreck in a good way. Yeah. Just smashing horrors beef on beef on yeah. beef. Yeah. I yeah. think that could be a great fun match, especially if Cesaro pulls some of that crazy strength shit of his and oh, yeah. does a swing on Braun. Oh, yeah. I did it to Kali, and Kali weighed more than Braun, right? Oh, does he? Does he weigh more than Braun? I'm not sure. I'd say he was more fucking weird and angular. Very true. (laughs) But yeah, the entertainment value uh, potential for that match is very high. So looking forward to that. And I think it's a good good fix for both because there really wasn't any tag team up to par to challenge for the bar um, at Mania. And to keep them on the card in a match I think is really smart. Um, And Braun, you know, barring what happens tomorrow because Friday, which is tomorrow, we're recording on Thursday evening, tomorrow's allegedly supposed to be the day where this guy releases his video implicating Roman Reigns in the steroid thing. So if that becomes something, I'm sure that could change with with Braun. That could be easily written out in a couple weeks on Raw. But, you know, it it, it seems like the WWE is confident that this uh, this guy is full of shit and nothing will implicate uh, Mr. Reigns in this thing um so you know or is we'll, this we'll see the, the, on friday is vince having flashbacks in 1994 when the damn company almost went under with the steroid trial but that was a time when 
the lines, while, okay, for the most part, people knew what was up, still wasn't completely, blatantly laid bare by the companies themselves. They still came across in their presentations, this is a legitimate sporting event with some very colorful characters. They weren't saying flat out, hey, my character is this, and when I talk to writers that, if you listen to people on podcasts, they'll just openly talk about getting the script ahead of time, like, the, the you know, obviously, kayfabe is dead. So... I don't see, okay, full-on Roman's guilty. He's drinking fucking steroid smoothies out of an infant's skull. The guy is just ingesting (laughs) human and shark DNA. What does it matter? Being that it's not a legitimate sporting event. This isn't Maguire. This isn't Sosa. This isn't the NFL. This is a predetermined choreographed fight scene. I looked at Stallone from The Expendables. Did interviews about all the steroids he did to get back in shape and the TRT. It's not yeah. illegal to do steroids. It's not illegal at all. Yeah, I, I think really the the concern would be, uh, as we saw earlier today, is if a sponsor cares. Because as we saw earlier today, all of the the anger and rage from Twitter seemed to go straight to Snickers. And in turn, we don't have a fabulous Mula battle royal anymore. If right. Snickers or whoever else is sponsoring WWE gets enough angry people on their Twitter mentions about, oh, steroid junkie Roman Reigns main eventing, maybe they'll step in. I mean, a lot of people saying, oh, has WWE done this before? A few years ago, Mattel is why Daniel Bryan got let go during the the original NXT angle, the, the Nexus angle. So Yeah, I, choking uh, Justin Roberts at the time. Exactly. So I would say, for the most part, Justin, I agree. Like, I think there's a big chunk of people just kind of go, yeah, probably most of the guys on the roster do juice up. It's just kind of a fact of life. But I think if a sponsor, so you know, a bug gets in their ear and says to them, you know, this isn't what the WWE is supposed to be. This isn't in line with your image. Like, I could see Roman getting tossed out real fast. And, and what, it's what it's a wellness do? thing. It's a wellness yeah. policy thing. It's not so much yeah. that he's juicing because most people probably are. But you know, if he gets caught, and this would be his second strike in the wellness policy, which is I think what ninety day suspension. What was something his like first that. one for? Was it Adderall or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adderall. He, he pissed hot for Adderall because um, he didn't have a uh, prescription or something for it. Didn't yeah, have okay. In order. And I guess yeah, I guess it's just internal uh, their own regulations. No one's allowed right. to be on the gas. Right. No one's allowed to be on the uppers. Whatever. And if a bunch of people do pitch a bitch in the air, then he's off. Then what do they do? What is Plan B if Roman, for whatever reason, gets bounced right before Mania, or do they keep him all the way to Mania? Brock wins. Uh, Roman disappears for a little while afterwards, and then they somehow get the title off of Brock the next night on that famous Monday Night Raw post Mania. Yeah. Yeah. What did they do with him? I mean, because we saw recently, I mean, uh, Jay, uh, Jay Uso gets a DUI and doesn't miss a beat. No, I mean, right he's all. right in there with it. And they just let him keep on keeping on. Then some other people, Enzos of the world, they get bounced fucking quick. And they're, you know, they're lost to the ages. Yeah. So, okay, let's just say, uh-huh. hypothetically, it's a huge stink. Oh, my God, can't touch this guy. He's pissed hot. He is hot. People don't want anything to do with him. He's out. And it doesn't seem like the fan base is going to be all that upset. Who's in that slot? What do they do with Brock Braun. with three weeks? Is it Brock and Braun? It, it'll have to be Braun because what they yeah. did, they said that Kurt Angle will make a decision on this coming Monday about whether or not Braun can compete in this tag team match at WrestleMania. So whether they make him find a tag team partner, and I've heard Elias's name being 
called out for whatever yeah. reason. Um, that that can be that's an easy fix on on Raw Monday. Just have Kurt come out and say, you know, Braun can't compete on a in a handicap match for the tag team titles. There must be a tag team, but you know, how about a match against Brock Lesnar? You know, they they can write their way around it. I think. Yeah, I I I, I certainly agree. Uh, you know. If they did have Brock retain come Mania and then they do some sort of schmoz on Raw Monday, I think a lot of people would be super into that. If they did have a new tag champion and then he goes after Brock on Monday after Mania, like people would lose their minds over that. And I feel like that would be uh, another way they could do this. I will say the the little bit of conspiracy theorist in me is starting to wonder with the way that they're having this Brock uh, Reigns angle go if all this ufc rumor and scuttlebutt is just stuff getting put out there to add to this reigns lesnar uh program oh, like, hey go hang out with dana and yeah and, exactly know, don't show exactly. up these couple of nights takes hey we're telling you to take the night off you're getting fucking paid right. very similar to cena rock right cena right. rock had that build up hey you're a you're a part-time guy i'm a full-time badass and now basically roman's just pulling a page out of that book saying, yeah, hey, yeah. you're not here, but I am here. I mean, it's a story that's already been told, and it's already been told recently. Yeah, too. yeah five years think, ago. Five years ago, it's been yeah. a lot of... The WWE has gotten itself into a temporary superstar corner for the past half decade with whoever is in the main event is not a regular player. Even Brock, their champion, is not a regular player. Right. The Rock, regular champion, regular player. Goldberg. And it's going to keep going because Goldberg, regular player. You know Undertaker. who's going to happen? Ronda um, Rousey. Uh, Ronda Rousey, soon to be Cena. Uh, yeah. Cena's mm-hmm. probably going to go full part-time. It'll be a special thing for him yeah. to come up and just be there at, at WrestleMania in a headlining or co-headlining event. It, gone are the days of your Stone Colds and Shawn Michaels, your Stone Colds and your Bretts, or your Rocks and your Stone Colds at Foley's. They're yeah. gonna, Foley's, not that they're all going to be there, Triple H, whoever, that they're still there all the time. It seems like it's always a mainstay headliner and some part-time kind of here, kind of notter. Yeah, and part of the problem with that is they haven't really used for the most part, those part-timers to put over new talent very much to make new versions of those huge main event stars, which is part of Part of the issue. I mean, you know, Braun has done a really good job. They pushed him well. They booked him well. He's performed very well. Um, Seth Rollins was kind of on his way to being that before his injury sidelined him for a little bit. Uh, very true. With Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose had a very good run uh, at, at the at the top, and Roman Reigns obviously um, being pushed uh, heavily most of the past couple of years. But aside from uh, aside from the Shield and Braun and AJ on the on the SmackDown side. Yeah. Um, you know, Balor hasn't reached any heights that anybody expected him to. Nakamura hasn't. Um, uh, of course, you know, Nakamura's only been up under a year, and Balor, ye- two years, I guess, at this point. God yeah, there, with like a year out. A year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they they haven't. They there's kind of a uh, vacuum to get to the top of the card right now, um, and it's an issue. They really, you know, need to work on making you know these mo- new stars. I mean, the Miz is somebody you could probably plug in there if you need to. Um, he's a great talker and a serviceable worker, but you know he's not he's not Cena, Rock, or Taker. No, no absolutely not. not at all. And it sounds like uh, Shane McMahon is going to somehow get involved in the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, possibly as a referee, possibly as a competitor. The whole hey, I'm no yeah. longer the commissioner, but I am now a talent. Yeah, like, what are oh, they doing that? This that that, that whole thing's so goddamn See, convoluted. I I. I, I 
I'm in a weird spot with that angle because, you know, I've been really vocal on here about how confusing this whole Shane, Brian, Owen, Zane's thing has been to this point. I thought feel like they're making it up as they go along. Very much so. I will say that the angle they had on Tuesday night with Owens and Zane absolutely destroying Shane was awesome, even if Shane's yeah. selling was a little ridiculous. Uh, but it was it was an incredible angle, and, it, and it's one of those uh, very akin to when uh, Owens, you know, did the headbutt heard around the world on Vince McMahon. You know, one of those angles that really, I think, are going to make Owens and Zayn, you know, as top-tier guys in WWE. At least it says that there's a lot of faith in the two of them. But it, it does feel like they're just kind of going, oh, uh, I don't know, why don't we just have an angle where you guys beat the shit out of him because that was my right. only problem with the main event of Fastlane. This insertion of Shane McMahon into what otherwise I thought was a really kick-ass main event, it and was. and it does have that vibe of you know uh, what are we going to do for Mania? Well, something involving them and Shane. All right, we'll do an angle on Tuesday. That's what we'll do. We'll just and where does yeah. Brian fit? Where does he come into this? Right, like Brian As was the referee, off for Fastlane. Special guest referee. How, yeah. does he, I, I, how do you get involved with that? And are I mean, maybe they've set the seeds in in play properly, where Owens and Zayn best buddies, but not best buddies, but they're together for a common cause. Yeah. Or does does Zayn align himself <clears throat> with Shane at the last moment? And they're both against Owens. And where does Brian factor in? And who does he help out? Does Brian get it all physical? At this point, uh, the, any pipe dream of Brian wrestling, surprisingly, at WrestleMania is, is long dead. They would, they would have hyped that up and made that a thing by now and made it really, really special. I and mean, if you think about it, He's looking here gone. at the calendar, they've got yep. one, two, three, three, three SmackDowns left. Is that enough time in a hypothetical world if for some reason some doctor somewhere in the company is like, yep, you can go and get physical. You ain't going to wrestle a match, but you can get physical. They would have announced something by now, and he's not even there. Well, I I feel like this Monday would be the cutoff, or Tuesday, rather. If it doesn't happen this week, because this is his return, he's been gone for a couple weeks. They say on family business. I don't know what that is. Uh, Yeah, I'm not sure either. And so maybe that's just part of the storyline as well. Maybe he's been cleared for a little bit and they're waiting. Um, they were waiting for that to happen on Tuesday. And then he makes a triumphant return and then says he's cleared and shit gets his shit hits the fan. And then, you know, WrestleMania sells out the rest of the way. It's it's a, it's a possibility. I'm not saying it's a great possibility, but but it's a possibility. Tuesday, this coming Tuesday would be the cutoff, I'd imagine. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember a, a few years back during the short-lived uh, Monday night scuffle between TNA and uh, WWE uh, yeah. when when they brought back Bret Hart. And Bret Hart was on media that year and had, quote-unquote, a match with Vince McMahon. And oh, Bret, Hart, Bret Hart won the U.S. title from The Miz. And Bret Hart was supposed to be a part of, the, you know, the SummerSlam main event against the Nexus. Like... They, there is, you know, this this history of them having a guy who really can't work a match, kind of, sort of working a match in so much as he never takes a bump and never really does anything super physical, yet somehow still gets involved. Maybe they'll do something like that with Brian, but that's me just, you know, pulling at straws here and, and thinking in what realm, in what world would they actually put Daniel Bryan in a ring? And I don't think Daniel Bryan would want to work that type of match. No, I think he's either all in or not in. I think he either wants to get approval to go full tilt boogie or not at all. I I think the next time you see him get physical, it's going to be him doing what he did or some version of it. 
uh, because I don't think he's really all that interested in a part-time little thing. Now, one of the other matches on there, obviously heavily teased on Raw, uh, WrestleMania's John Cena-Undertaker match. And one of the theories that's now being floated out there is everyone's like, well, what, what the hell happened last year with the whole... You took off your cloak and you set down your gloves and you put down your hat and everyone left it there. That's the end of the dead man. And people are like, well, Biker Taker didn't retire. Mm-hmm. So it could be Cena and Biker Taker yeah, with yep. him talking shit, which, boy, oh boy, it wasn't great when he did it. Well, okay, it was a cool debut when he did it, but it died on the vine pretty quick as far as me being a big Taker fan. That was one of my least favorite renditions of him. Yep. But... That's a theory that it'll be it'll be biker taker this year at Mania, which I don't 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 know. They have Kid Rock right there. If they want oh, to do a live version uh-huh. of American Badass on the which WWE they Network, there which you they go. Will. Old oh Man Mark God. rides out on his on his uh, motorcycle. Yeah, it was his... American Badass Kid Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and then he also there. used Roland uh, too from Limp he, Bizkit, did. he did. Uh, he did. Afterwards, yeah. yeah. Uh, so maybe that's <laughs> next year when when Fred Durst gets inducted <laughs> into the Hall of Fame. Uh, but all right. So oh, here's good. here's where I stand on this. If we're going to get an Undertaker, if we're going to get a, a Mark Calloway match at WrestleMania, yeah. at least I'll give them credit. If they do this American Badass thing, I'll give them credit for keeping the Dead Man retired. And doing this stupid American badass thing. If it's, <laughs> if it's something they they have their set on having him wrestle again, yeah. I will say at least the dead man is staying dead and we're getting this different iteration of The Undertaker. And that's that's about as much praise for anything involving The Undertaker as you're going to get from me at this point in our lives. And did you ever like him at any point? <laughs> Taker? I did. Yeah. I, I did. I just, got, I just got tired of it. I just got tired of um, the just... The matches, the over the the entrances, I just it lost its luster for me. Um, you know, back in the day, he he was great. He was he was this larger than life, uh, you know, scary guy. I think a lot of it, you know, a lot of it left with Paul, with, with Paul Bearer um, when he passed. Yeah, I think point. Paul Paul and Taker um, together were just this 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 combo that worked so so well together. And then once you had Taker um, kind of go off and you know, kind of morph into MMA dead man taker. You know, some of the matches were okay. I enjoyed his match with Punk and that whole yeah. storyline, despite the disrespect of Paul Bearer, <laughs> yeah. the guy I just praised. But uh, it got people talking. Um, but yeah. I am watching an old match between, and this match is 15 years old, Biker Taker and John Cena from SmackDown, August 7, yeah, 2003. Go. And I think he, he kind of bleeds the hard way. I still, you know what? This isn't an Undertaker match. This is a John Cena match. Yeah. This is a match to get Cena on the card. Taker ain't the draw anymore. This is a Cena match. And you got to put him in there, somebody large and somebody uh, of marquee name value that is up to his standards. And that is Undertaker. But yeah, make no mistake. I don't think this is them trying to shoehorn in another Undertaker. This year, you've already lost twice. You did the whole outfit thing. This is a John Cena match. To get Cena on the card, who's absolutely a draw. Um, I still feel like they could have done Cena and someone else and Taker Kane. Taker Kane was the fucking match to make. Taker yeah. and Kane, 
the two brothers let them have one final thing. He goes off to oversee some, I don't know, whatever county dictatorship in fucking Idaho or wherever he's at. <laughs> and Knoxville, let Taker Tennessee. just go off and crawl on top of Kelly Kelly's angular body. Uh, <laughs> Michelle Cool. Michelle Cool can't tell him apart. Cool. Tell <laughs> me the di- Same difference. Squint and tell me the fucking difference. You just can't. <laughs> yeah. And uh, who would who would have who would John have fought? This time around, had he not fought Taker, and he's not anywhere near the title scene, John is his own thing, doesn't need to be in the title scene, who would he have fought? Samoa Joe. the card the way it is. Samoa Joe yeah. would have been fantastic if he were healthy. If I would have loved healthy, to have seen easier, yeah. Cena, Samoa Joe. Because when you say there's got to be a Cena match, I look at that and, and tying it back to our conversation earlier. Let's make this an opportunity for another guy on the card who needs the rub of being in a John Cena match. I mean, I I think it's absolutely ridiculous that one of the big angles going into Mania this year has been, will John Cena be a part of WrestleMania? Right. Well, fucking yeah, yeah, he will. Like, anyone. And and also the same idea of, like, John Cena talking about, oh, I need to get into a match to be a part of the WrestleMania card. You're John Cena. Challenge literally anyone. Fucking Kurt Hawkins. Throw him out there. It'll be John Cena, Kurt Hawkins, right there, Nola. Make it happen. (laughs) Like... It's just kind of weird to me. Like, that would have been kind of an interesting take, this idea that John Cena doesn't have a match for the card and John Cena gets to pick his match. And then you have all these younger guys wanting that shot and explaining why they want that shot. And... You know, it feels like a missed opportunity. I totally armchair quarterbacking it, and I recognize WWE. If you do have the opportunity to finally book John Cena versus The Undertaker, it is a money match, even though it's maybe yeah. five years after what you know we would have wanted to see it. It's a money match. I see why they're doing it. It's just goddamn. There are so many opportunities that they could be investing in right yeah, now. Yeah, I feel like they missed out. You could get both guys on the card in separate matches. And there would be no skin off anyone's ass with Taker Kane. You're not getting in the way of anybody's movement or push or title scene. And Cena could bring someone up, bring someone. Let Rusev get a little revenge. Sure. Who is without a match right now. Or Elias. Put Elias Elias over. Elias would be great. Build a star. I'm more with Elias and Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe, great rub. But Elias is so on fucking fire right now. And I feel like you give him that that continued push. I, I think, yeah, Elias Cena, considering that one ass-kicking that he, Elias yeah. laid down on Cena a ways back, yeah. I would absolutely watch that again. Yeah, it's a shame. And how about Kane? You, you mentioned Kane not being anything. They brought Kane back, and all he's done is eat pins, and he doesn't <laughs> even have uh, anything to do on WrestleMania. So, man, you talk about team player Glenn Jacobs. Yeah. Holy oh, shit, yeah. man. I mean, sure, he's, I know he's getting paid, obviously, but still, I mean... He was just going along with it for one last vanity run, so good on him. Do you I th- felt like you should have left a blank space on the bracket for a shittiest dress for the eventuality of whatever the fuck Stephanie McMahon is going to come out in. <laughs> because we are going to see her in some dipshittery of a getup. Do you remember the last yeah. one that she wore where you could like see her legs through it? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was like, against Nikki, right? Against it was Nikki like bootleg Bella China Bella? gear. Yes, exactly. It was like bootleg China gear. I'm looking at you. Oh, yeah. she threw that. Terrible fucking uh, 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 pedigree. That's not yeah. great. That's not good. No, I'm looking at it here. That is some silly looking shit. Oh, my yeah. God. 
Yeah, she should. She's gonna have something equally fucking ridiculous this year. Either it's gonna be ridiculous, yeah. or she's gonna come out in fucking faux MMA gear to mock Rousey. That like, could be funny. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she's gonna come out and funny, try and though. do the, the 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 gloves and the whole thing. And yeah, yeah. Have like a bucket in the corner and all that. Hoodie uh, up on her entrance. Yeah. And oh she'll, my god. She'll Giant walk up to Sonya Deville. Walk yeah, up yeah, to yeah. Deville and say, "Hey, can I borrow some of your shorts?" And Sonya will say, "Yes," <laughs> right. as long as I can have them back afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> my brother is so fucking steamed up for Stephanie McMahon of all really? the different WWE divas, superstars, generational wrestlers, NXT. Stephanie McMahon is not anywhere in my top 20. Does he want to fuck Vince? Is that what it is? Uh, Yeah, he wants to fuck an effeminate Vince. He wants a a Vince with options, is what he wants. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because at this point, of all the the McMahons, it it goes goes Mrs. McMahon, then Shane, then Stephanie, then Vince. So in Linda, in terms of least or most least Linda, most or most at the top least? of the list. I'm I'm, okay. I'm, 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 put, I'm putting Linda over a coffee table. So Linda's number one. Shane's your number two. Steph's your number three. Vinnie Mac's your number four. Yeah, he's just it's just like a it's like a billionaire lemon party. He's so old. Oh man, that's <laughs> oh, yeah. that's disturbing Fuck to it. think about. Keep fucking it. Damn that ass. Come on. Can only you imagine can Vince's dirty sock. That's great. Oh, God. Can you imagine his fucking asshole? I bet his asshole has a cleft chin. I bet, oh. I bet like, how all dicks have that little cleft underneath of the fucking helmet. He has another. Every little bump underneath has a little cleft chin. Oh. God, now you got me searching Vince McMahon's dick on Google. Which I'm willing has to set off an alarm. I'm hey. willing to bet he has Ico Pro tattooed in his nether bit somewhere. Jesus Christ. <laughs> do, you, do you guys remember the short period of time where WWE.com had a cartoon dedicated to Vince McMahon's ass? This is Wait, a real what? thing. No. I'm not making what? this up. You didn't imagine this? I, I am not making this up. They later took them all down, but there was a cartoon on WWE.com that they were updating weekly dedicated to Vince McMahon's ass. When I, he was doing the Kiss My Ass Club thing? Yes. Yes. It was a cartoon sense. all about Vince McMahon's sense. ass. I am. I know it sounds like the strange hallucinations of a homeless man. Being stuck down in a well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Holy Chased shit, by bears. you're not kidding. <laughs> I am watching this. this <laughs> Why this oh isn't on God. the network, I, we'll never know. Oh, my God. His ass has arms and a pilgrim hat on. <laughs> what? His ass this was, is this, serving Thanksgiving dinner. This is the same era where they used to have a weekly show, again, on WWE.com, where Tim White would kill himself every week. I, that I remember. Yeah. That I remember. Yeah. Oh, poor referee Tim White. That was some good sh- That was some dark, morbid good shit. Yeah. Oh, I- my God. <laughs> Who's sitting at this Thanksgiving table with him? It's Rey Mysterio, uh, Trish Stratus, a large black guy. I don't Man. know who that is. Mark Henry? Bobby era? Lashley? Oh, maybe. There, there's some thin, poor, AIDS-riddled-looking fucking uh, uh, maitre d'. He serves Spike the Dudley. wrong soup. Vince McMahon <laughs> freaks out. The wrestlers grab him. For some reason, Bobby Lashley, Rey Mysterio, same size. The, the maitre d' <laughs> looks like Rockstar Spud. He takes his pants off, and his ass... It, it's Assy McGee. This is the prequel to Assy McGee. <laughs> Yeah, wow. yeah, you're you're welcome. Time. OG five thirty seven. Google that what shit. Have fun. 
fuck? <laughs> Have we lost someone? Are we down to the final? Well, it's, well, it's Marty. I, I, I've transitioned. I've transitioned. He's transitioned. Yeah, he's no longer one of the OGs. He's part of the show. Now uh, we got to have a fucking contest to fill in the new OG 538. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, hey, I will say I still pay for the Patreon. Figure that one out. Yeah, that's true. Oh, Marty, that's true. you're robbing Peter Shh. to pay Paul. <laughs> I, I'm aware. I'm aware. Shh. Shush, You're literally Justin, just shush. giving Chris money to do this. Look, That's sad, man. Look, the, the way I see this is it's like a tip jar at a bar. You put the first dollar in yourself, so you hope others put money in. Yeah, but don't you put a dollar in every shift? You just <laughs> you tape a dollar to the bottom of the jar so people are like, oh, man, this thing's always got money in it. <laughs> is wow. that what you did at Borders Books and Music? Nope, I stole a bunch of stuff, and then they went out of business a year later. <laughs> I quit a week before inventory. Good man. Oh my god. Good yeah. man. Oh yeah, yeah, boy, oh boy. Yeah, they were gonna fuck me over. I was like, guess what? Brian Setzer Orchestra box set coming with me. <laughs> box set. Wow. Uh okay, so before we jump out, the uh King of the Costume bracket still happening. We just kicked hey off now. the second round uh on Wednesday. So we had on Wednesday we had uh Jushin Thunder Liger versus Dalton Castle uh in the best ever uh category. Then on Thursday it was Max Moon versus Ryback. On the worst in the worst ever side. Back to the best side tomorrow, Friday, will be Drago versus Ravishing Rick Rude. Um, on Saturday, back to the bad side will be Bastion Booger versus Oz. On okay. Sunday, voting will open back on the good side for the Legion of Doom versus Crow Sting. That's Ooh. gonna be a good one. Believe it or not, Vader actually almost beat Crow Sting. It was fifty one to forty nine percent. Oh wow. Which is yeah, it was the closest race we had in the first that round. It was close. On Monday, back to the terrible side, we've got uh, Farouk Assad, his debut ridiculous ensemble against Arachnaman. Uh, and then on Tuesday, on the good side, we've got Muda versus Flair, which should be another great one. Yeah. And the second round wraps up on Wednesday on the worst side with Mantar versus Giant Gonzalez. Looking forward to oh, seeing wow. that one pans out as well. So uh, every day, I think at uh, 11.30 a.m., the next uh, the next poll goes up on our Facebook page. So each day, make sure you're clicking over and clicking on the picture for whom you wish uh, to vote. So uh, it's going well. We're getting some good responses. Uh, people seem to be enjoying it. So thank you to everybody who's participated in that. You know, I was thinking next time we should do one for um for for most gruesome injury, blown oh. out Sid leg. Oh, yeah, no, uh, I can't do that stuff. I hate uh, that stuff. Quad tear. Uh, um, I, what I'm, am I saying? Dra- draws it win. Oh, just <laughs> mm. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> You're such I mean, am I wrong? Of, You're such a son of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's a fucking lock, right? <laughs> Or does it come down to like him and Owen? What is it? No! 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 I mean, obviously, Paraguayo Jr. would win that one. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> the Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast featuring one guy whose radio dreams came true and another guy who failed miserably at being a successful broadcaster. And Marty. Follow us at Rough House SGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast. 
Become a donor to The Rough House at patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at youtube.com backslash channel backslash capital U C E G J 2 1 N lowercase w capital G lowercase k capital P M lowercase L capital D N 7 lowercase C 3 lowercase R lowercase F U V Q. This is the, the Rough House, Rough House uh, podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Christoph. And Marty? The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network. The Realm Network.